Hey, hey, and welcome to another podcast, Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? It's going great. Good to be back. How about you, Paco? Going good. Going good. I'm stoked for sliding out of the jellies. We even I think this one we slide out of the marmalades and we're starting to get into some jams. We're we're gonna slide over the halfway point of the countdown, in fact. And uh yeah, the the quality goes up from here, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a nonstop party for the uh oh, yeah. randomatic <laughs> countdown here. Cause today we're, we are cutting from number eighty nine down to number seventy. And uh mm-hmm. we got some gems in there. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to you want to take the lead on this first one, Paco? Is this was something we discovered together? Yep. More or less when we pulled it out the hat. Yep. So here we are, number eighty nine. We've got I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you on a sunny day. I believe you chase the clouds away. I believe you. By our main man Peter Tork, <laughs> and I gotta say, I think the monkeys the monkeys take turns being our main man. It's true, point. it's true. But for this song, I feel no one could have pulled it off other than Peter Tork. It's very Peter. It is. It's a song that's so weird that I'm like a big fan of it, but I can definitely understand <laughs> why others might question it as a monkey's song. Because. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But in terms of a monkey song and a Peter song, it, it does pretty much everything you expect from a Peter song. It hangs out deep inside too. It's a bit weird, a bit silly, musically very cool. It's like, it's a, it's a strong, strong Peter song. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that cool, like one, two, three waltz kind of thing yes. going for it, which is like weird and almost unsettling, but like in the best way possible. <laughs> It just makes you be so, like, oh my goodness, this is interesting. I noticed there's a, a number of unsettling songs coming up in the countdown. There is, there is, there is. But uh, I feel this song is definitely underrated in the Monkees catalog, especially because like, mm-hmm. we forgot it existed, essentially. <laughs> For real. And then when we heard and, it, it was like, where does this come from? Yeah, we, we re-found out about it back on episode 42 of our little show, Podcast Valley Sunday. Well, we pulled it out of the Will Had a Mystery. And the Will Had a Mystery was pretty good to us that day. It gave us this first song we're talking about today. It gave us the last song we're talking about today. And it gave us the last song we'll be talking about on the countdown itself. Wow, that is a big day. For real. Every once in a and, while, the uh, Will Hat really uh, hooked us up. For real. And sometimes it was, it was not nice to us. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, the version I found for our uh, online version of the Randomatic Countdown is actually a, a live, like a bootleg-sounding live version from about 1997. Yeah. So you want to hear the boys do it on stage. There it is. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, it's a, it's a gem. I, I wondered like, when it came up in concerts what people were like, oh, good, this song. It's like, what, what is this song? And then when they left, they're like, <laughs> what was that song? That was a good one there. Well, the Nate, be, the monkeys being the monkeys, there are fans who went to that show and like had just finished listening to that song in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they're at a Justice Era Monkeys show, they're probably familiar with the Justice Era Monkeys songs. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And it, the, the the Justice album itself is like not a bad album, but it kind of sticks out from the catalog. <laughs> it's the first one that was made not in like the 60s or very early 70s. And uh 
So there's like weird mishmashy songs and stuff you totally didn't expect and uh, stuff you're hidden gems. And this is, I feel, definitely one of the hidden gems off of Justice. Definitely. It's not like aggressively terrible like some music might be. Mm-hmm. It is just, it's just, it's mostly kind of there. And I think we love it more for what it is than the content of it. Yeah. It's the four boys singing and playing songs together. Yeah. But I think we've said enough about it. I believe you here at number 89. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Which, oddly enough, brings us to number 88. How about that? Through the Looking Glass. You call my name, then you run for protection. I reach out to hold you, but it's just a reflection. Through the Looking Glass. Oh, yeah. Are you so for me, Through the Looking Glass, it's a little plinky plunky for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, but Mickey sounds great on it, and he hits the highest of notes on Indeed. the outro. It's, 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 uh, it's why dogs hate this song. He hits that note so high that it's, uh, it cuts right through you. But it, like in a good way, you're more like amazed. He's putting his yes. voice up that high. For sure. And it's like crazy catchy. It's like a voice and heart jam with an assist from Red Baldwin, whomever that is. And uh, it's kind of the, the poppiness, but that weird kind of layer of uh, foreboding and disillusionment. It kind of takes over a lot of the monkey's music post-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. For the, the version I found in the countdown... It's um, it uses footage from the Alias Mickey Dolan's episode, yeah. like the gangster bar fight scene, and it also features it's an alternate version with uh, a very cool fuzz guitar lead on top, mm-hmm. and I think it sounds great. Yeah, and uh, and it looks good on the show, and um, it's I think it's a pretty strong monkey song, and I think we we might have ankled it a little. It might be a little lower than I think, but the plinky plunkiness kind of puts it where it is near the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. And uh, the similar kind of ominous dread undertone of it is kind of what prompted us to slip it up to our song at number 87, mm-hmm. uh, Mommy and Daddy, which we pulled way back on episode three, the first day of us recording podcast valley sunday ask your mommy and daddy what happened to the indian how come they're all living in places with too much snow yeah it was a it was an early pick from the wool had a mystery and an early favorite of mine when i first heard it uh I think because it has a different tone to it, and it was one of the first monkey songs I heard that had that tone. Yes. And it's a like heavy, harder-hitting song than some of the monkeys' songs. And again, has that Native American vibe to it brought by Mickey at the time. Yes. Very tribal, rhythmic vibe, but it's also paired with those uh, sort of cheerful horns, which kind of mask what's going on in the lyrics. Exactly. And, uh, and I... On the countdown, I found that other alternate version. I think Mickey mentions it in his book where he talks about JFK, yeah. among other things. Ask your mommy and daddy who really killed JFK. Walked 
kept from the song that got onto the song that made the album was uh, the soldier care who he kills. And that was like the, yeah, like the least controversial lyric of the, <laughs> of the other version. You got to find it. You got to listen to it. Cause it is dark and heavy. It's a star. It got that dark, heavy tone that you're saying until like the end where it gets like, like become explodes into a peppy number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like on the released version was tell your mommy and daddy you love them anyway. Yeah. Like they're living a lie is what it's, that's the repeating line yeah. of the end of this cheerful monkey song. And I think this is the kind of monkey song that uh, prompted the label to tell the boys that they got to put out songs that are good, clean, fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that kind of thing again a little later on, I believe. Yep. You hear the title and right away you're like, what is this? What? Mm-hmm. Really? Really? And then you hear the song you're like, oh my goodness. This is some, yeah. This is going deeper than you know, Last Train of Clarksville kind of stuff. Yeah, and just to actually cover ourselves on the our details we provide, it's sung by Mickey Dolenz, written by Mickey Dolenz. It was on Monkey's Present, no, fuck, Monkey's Present. I think I get it wrong every time, yeah, but it I'd... could be either one. It's a, it's a present from the remaining monkeys to us. They <laughs> present it to us, and they are, yep. three of them are present. The present monkeys are the three of them. And it's also the, funny I mentioned it, the, it's the B-side to uh, Good Clean Fun. So with uh, talking about killing JFK and does that soldier care who he kills, what else would you want next then? A Christmas party here at number 86. There's a party going on. <laughs> I love the intro of the guys uh, t- taken from the, the Christmas episode of the show, mm-hmm. which is yeah. one of my favorite parts of the show. They're having so much fun, and it just seems like a riot to have been uh, on that show. Absolutely. And I think we we kind of observed when we um, we were talking about it that it's the only time like a snippet from the show made it onto a monkey's album. Yeah. Which is weird that it like never occurred to them. Like, you know, okay, they're gonna put the songs from the records in the show for sure. Why not cross it back the other way mm-hmm. and have sort of the, the fun stuff from the show? It's weird they kept it separate. Maybe it, it didn't occur to anybody that that was kind of possible, or maybe it kind of took a lot of doing yeah. back in the day, technology, what it was. But uh yeah, the the only part only snippet of a show that they sort of bottled and stuck in a song yeah the only other time you could say that was like the sound clips in head from the movie yes but that but that's it <laughs> they got onto the possibility of that and yeah that's yeah it's weird like they never treated the songs like the soundtrack to the show per se no no it was kind of separation on the very first album they have a little tv advertisement on the back but yeah. other than that yeah. it was not like they kind of kept it separate yeah, which was probably them trying to be more of a band than mm-hmm. a TV show band, so they didn't want any yeah. cross-pollination between the two. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you noticed it in their attitude towards the show in the episodes recorded before they went to the studio and made headquarters, mm-hmm. and the episodes after they recorded and toured, and they were back, and it was like going back to high school. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. This song has the same vibe as like Good Times. Like it has that yes. 60s feel to it, but it's not like a parody. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people can identify with uh, one Christmas party a year is enough. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That's, 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 a, that's a grown-up sentiment. If it yeah, really was. a universal grown-up feeling of just, you know what? <laughs> I'm good now. I don't want to do any more Christmas parties. <laughs> no joke. And if you think... Yeah. Uh, Christmas parties, good times, then you're gonna love this next song at number 85 because it is also good times. There's a good time coming on, I can feel it in my bones. Said a good time coming on, I can tell it won't be long till there's dancing in the streets again, music everywhere. There'll be people wanting people, yeah. Your crown, king of the Segway. <laughs> it worked perfect. <laughs> it's good times, like a nice rock and roll throwback that sets the tone for the Good Times album, essentially. Absolutely, and it's a, a Harry Nilsson number, which he uh, he contributed a bunch of songs. And not gonna lie, we're gonna hear a lot from Harry this episode. Yeah, and uh, good friend of Mickey Dolan's at the time, and um, here I think. It didn't get too far past the demo stage back in the 60s. And we get to hear Harry singing on it on the Good Times album with Mickey. There's a good time coming on. I can feel it in my bones. I said a good time coming on. I can tell it won't be long. It's pretty wild. And it sounds like a lot of fun. And yep. it's the, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's the only non-monkeys lead vocal on a monkeys album. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, probably is, for sure. It's definitely a song you could hear the monkeys playing in the 60s. Yes. And it really fits them. And it's obvious because it's from the 60s and it's written for them, essentially. <laughs> and uh, the guitar solo is really cool in it as well. Yeah, I think it's a combination of tracks from back then and some uh, newer tracks they added during the good time sessions themselves. But it's a, it's a rocker. Mm -hmm. It really sets the tone of the combination of the... Uh, the old and the modern that is like the fabric of the good times album. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. It's a, uh, it's good times, but you know, <laughs> what more can you say? Folks? <laughs> exactly. We pulled it back. We pulled it back on episode 23 of uh, podcast Valley Sunday and, uh, we dig it and, uh, and we dig it enough to put it right around the middle of our countdown. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which is saying something when the countdown's like 170 songs almost. It's a bunch of tunes. <laughs> so that takes us into number 84 here with Early Morning Blues and Greens. A distant night bird mocks the sun I wake as I have always done it's a nifty one. It is. It is. It's got that weird mystical organ solo. That's like the greatest part mm. of the song. And it's also like a mellow vibe overall with this one. Absolutely. It's a Jack Keller and Diane Hildebrand composition. It's also the title track of Diane Hildebrand's only album. So she does her own version of it. And uh, Peter was probably the biggest fan of this song. And he had hoped to sing this song himself. But uh, Davey kind of took it over and really sold it like Davey is like doing an, an acting job on this song oh yeah it takes you there and Peter admits it and that's Peter harmonizing 
on the version of this that appears on uh, headquarters and um it's really good and uh peter does his own version of it with uh, his band shoe suede blues if uh, <laughs> if you're a big enough monkeys fan to be listening to a podcast about the monkeys you might own this uh, cd or tape i don't know and uh <laughs> They did finally play it live with Peter on lead vocals in 2012, oh, shortly cool. after Davy Jones passed away. Oh. So I wonder if it was like almost like a tribute to him, or Peter finally had a chance to say, "Fuck it, I'm doing the song," without Davy getting all pissy about it. Yeah, it could be two. It could be two things. So I wonder if like they called Peter and were like, "Peter, we've got some bad news. Davy died." He's like, "Oh, oh no, oh." So can I sing early morning blues and greens? <laughs> first thought absolutely let's let's get on the road i i gotta get this song out of me but it's uh no joke that's when mike rejoins them yeah it's like ah how hard was davy jones to work with (laughs) the connections with axel rose go deeper than the dance i think yeah true enough but i i I bet you with mike it was like no 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 i'll do it i'll do it one day i'll do it one day don't worry we'll all get together (laughs) one day and yeah. then when Davey passed away, he was like, oh, my goodness. Like, okay, I guess I better do this because. You know what? You might have touched on something there that, like, that really, that might have signaled, Mike, the, the finality of certain things and how, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you keep putting it off, but you can't put it off forever because we're not around forever. Yeah. And, and because of Davey Don- Jones's shocking, like, he was, you know, quite young, essentially, when he passed away. And so it was a yeah. nobody on nobody's radar. I, like I'd with Peter was sick, them. with Mike was like, sick, like, but with Davey, it was just all of a sudden you got hit with this. Yeah, he was so active on the road, riding yeah. horses. Like, he was not sick. No, it's very strange what happened there. And you're right. Yeah, it's probably Mike was like, okay, holy smokes, this really does put a point on this and what <laughs> we real. have here, what we had here, and mm-hmm. I really want to be a part of it again. And yeah, it's unfortunate how it happened. That might be it. For sure. Well, on that awesome note, <laughs> let's go down to number 83 on Don't Call on Me, which is what Mike had been saying up until Davy Jones passed away. <laughs> Don't call on me when you're feeling the blues and fancy It's an interesting song, and it, it plays a similar role on Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones that the previous song, Early Morning Blues and Greens, plays on the Headquarters album. Yeah. Kind of this this vibe change, kind of really something something loungy and mellow. Yeah. As you say, it's a really cool mellow tune. For me, it's like in the mm-hmm. same vein-ish as as we go along Yeah. in, in a little bit. But uh, it, it's not superb, but it's not like garbage by any means. No, it's true. And uh, I love the stuff at the start where it's like you're setting the scene at a bar and Mickey does a little voiceover about uh, the pump room high above Chicago at the the Palmer House, which are two separate locations in Chicago that actually do exist. But um, (laughs) they they weren't actually there. They're pretending to be there. They're in Hollywood or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then also, I think during the fade, you hear Peter say, check, please. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's... This is a great song that to, to play like in the late afternoon in the summertime on a day when you're yes. like having good times with friends and it's about time to get the barbecue going. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all right, let's put the song on. Let's keep, let's keep. It's not like a keep the party going song, but it's like let's keep yeah. keep the vibe rolling song. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. one for that. I'd say an evening, an evening number. Yeah, yeah, not night. You don't want afternoon. Like like a golden hour. Like the sun's starting there to we set, go. and it's like, all right, we should start uh, making the burgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buddy. And uh, Mike has a, a pre-Monkeys version out there recorded. Don't call on me When you're feeling footloose And fancy free It's a similar deal, but obviously it's just like Mike. It's not quite the same. Yeah. And um, Bob Raff. Bob Rafelson, Robert Rafelson on the piano hmm. on this one. Oh, nice. Another crossover from the TV world showing up on their records. And um, the version I found for the online randomatic countdown is the footage of them in the weird little cars driving around with the birds. Yep. In the UK. And like running out of gas or something and getting, <laughs> getting harassed by the bobbies. Yep. Classic. Trump. Tremendous. And, and Davey's, Davey's tooling around town in a top hat. Yeah. Like, what the heck? This is like Peter Mayhew walking around London Piccadilly Circus with a, a Chewbacca mask on. Yeah. Like, is there, I dare you to recognize me for my role as Fagin and all of that. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't recognize me, love? What is this? In case you didn't know me from the monkeys with these three yanks. Yeah, pretty much. Because I wonder, yeah, if they went to England, what it was like. At first, or, or if they were always, you know, had a, had a following there. Because when we talked about when the monkeys in Paris, it was like yeah. in Paris, no one knew who the monkeys were, so they had to get these pay these girls to like chase them around, and people were just like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> so, <laughs> I wonder how it worked in in England. For real, this will bring us down now to number eighty-two. Always a favorite, cuddly toy. <laughs> Problematic. You're not the only charity light. Though he's left in the night And gave up without a fight You're not the only cuddly toy That was ever enjoyed By any boy so, The video for this though, like in the show Might have some of the best Davy dancing in the entire series This this like late, This is what Axl Rose watched and was like, I want to learn that dance. Because he is he's he's killing it with his moves. He almost looks like like a like a jittery marionette. At, like true. I mean that as a compliment too. But like he's flowing. He's like water in water. He's he's just a part of his of his environment. Water in water. Yes. You're kinda right. And we're gonna hear from some more peak Davy Jones a little later on. Also by the hand of Mr. Harry Nielsen, mm-hmm. like Harry Nielsen, like this tune. Uh, but <laughs> the part of the, the the show footage I like about this, aside from Davey, is the rest of the guys barely giving a shit. Oh, man. About, about what's going on. I feel like Mike is a marionette. Like they had to drag him in with ropes to sit on that <laughs> piano to play. Like he wants to be anywhere else <laughs> than where he is, it looks like. And something tells me like um, uh, Mickey would have preferred to have sung this song, but because you know Harry Nelson's his homeboy and mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, but it's something about it just fits Davy, especially the arrangement and Yo, the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and definitely. they and they just lean into it with the, uh, the, the the vaudeville attire and the whole thing. And it's, 
really make a dance hall number out of it. And um, yeah, this is like, this is extra Davy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a sweet, you know, sweet little ditty. You'd have no idea what it's actually about if you're just For listening real. to the song. Yeah. It's problematic. If you sit there and read the lyrics and read, just think about it for a minute, it's it's a, a nasty, nasty little number. <laughs> it is, it is. But Harry Nelson, he'll he'll push that envelope for real. And uh, I think he made uh, forty grand on the publishing alone Whew. for having a, a monkey song that made it onto the show. Wow, that's all right. Yeah, not bad. It probably went up his nose, but anyway, hundred percent. But, you know, money well spent, I guess. <laughs> if you're going to spend it, might as well have it to spend. Fair which, enough. Which kind of leads us into this one quite well. Number 81, Shades of Grey. Up today there is no day or night. Today there is no dark or light. Today there is no black or white. So to me, this song will always be the last song on the Greatest Hits album. It, mm-hmm. it It's just that's where it is. Because I listened to that record every night as I went to sleep for a couple of years, like growing yeah, up. You had, uh, you're the only person I know who had a clock radio with a tape deck. Yeah. And you had, I still have it. it. Oh, really? I, yeah, still beside my bed. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, for a while, you had the loop of, uh, oh my God, that's the funky shit. Oh my God, that's the funky you had made a tape of the CD of the uh, the Orange record, the Monkees' greatest hits, right? Yep, yep. And so I'd listen to that, and if I heard Shades of Grey, I knew something was bothering me because I wasn't <laughs> asleep yet. So for the longest time, when I hear that piano intro, it like almost like, oh no, what's wrong? <laughs> kind of a vibe. You hear that fucking, that mournful French horn, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, as it goes. I out. guess I'm sad. No joke. And for the video that I found for this, it is actually uh, the Monkees Live 2011 at the Fox Theater. I was at this show. Cool. That's pretty sweet. And it's a lot of fun. And I remember this. I remember them. Three of them are kind of at the front of the stage dressed in black. Peter's got the French horn. He plays that part. And um, (laughs) Neat. It's it's like it's sort of this deadly serious dreary kind of song, but they're they're constantly and only the monkeys can do this. They they are doing silly shit that you might not notice. Like I don't know if they, I don't know if I noticed that the show. I don't know if I noticed the first time I watched it online, but today when I rewatched it, Mickey goes during the foolish and the wise. You, 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 so when he says foolish, he gestures to the other guys, and to the wise, he gestures to himself. Which is fantastic. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, you're right. That's a, only the monkeys could rip that off. For real, and, but but Peter knocks it out of the park throughout the song. He's doing different uh, gestures about the dark and the light and everything. But when he gets to the last shades of gray, he sort of starts picking at Davy's hair <laughs> while he's singing. <laughs> And the crowd roars, <laughs> and nobody else could do this. It's the monkeys. They're hilarious. Their tunes are yeah. great, and we love them. Nothing else is the monkeys. That's very true, and that that that's a it's a good point to point out how in like they're one of their most sullen and serious 
at least most favorite Sullen and Serious songs with the fans, they can still be goofballs while they're singing it yeah. and pull it off. Yeah. And it's, it's been mentioned that this is sort of like the standout track from Headquarters. There was no actual single that came off of Headquarters, which is weird. And I think that was kind of the label saying, okay, boys, that I've, did you have your fun? Let's let's make some records. Because hmm. there was like there was no singles. And this is sort of like the, the album hit, the, the fan favorite of the album. Like, I'm pretty sure you could hear all four of the guys singing on it, and they're playing on it, and it's everybody loves it. It's a... Yeah. Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel from uh, the Brill Building. So it's strong songwriting pedigree. And it's a good tune. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Okay, so that brings us now to number 80. And uh, you're so good. Amazing intro, I think. The verse is like meh. The chorus, fantastic. And uh, again, I feel like it could also maybe be higher because the horns are awesome. For real. And um, it's one of the (laughs) kind of a barrel scraping off of uh, Missing Link's volume three. But uh, it's a good little number. And uh, it talks about fruit and stuff, which led me to think about, oh, this, this might be their second best song about apples and stuff but and then i thought wait, we didn't <laughs> even put that song on the countdown and we might i don't know we might no. have to fix that someday you know what i mean maybe <laughs> maybe it, uh yeah i don't know the the other the other apples song does not uh, match up to this apple song i'll tell you right now <laughs> with me at least <laughs> fair enough you've heard it here first folks it's got highs and lows this song it's all over the place Oh, it's a fun tune, and is yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a hidden gem. Okay, so here we are, halfway through our uh, portion of the countdown today, and I got another little uh, stat break for you, based on how we rated these songs. We talked about our favorite albums previously, but I'm going to break it down a little farther for you. Talk about our favorite sides of the album, based on the numbers where they landed in the countdown. We average them out. And we come up with some numbers. What do you think your favorite side hmm. of a monkey's album is, Paco? Let me think. Side one of head, I'll go with. Interesting choice. Let me count you down our top five monkey's album sides. Number five is The Monkeys' debut album, huh. side one, an average score of 58.83. Oddly enough, the Monkees' debut album has our biggest swing because the the average score on side two is 93.5. Yeah, and that is yeah the biggest difference from side to side of any album. At uh, number four, we have a tie. Oh. With exactly 55 average score is side one of Birds of Bees Monkees mm-hmm. and side one of Good Times. Really? That's interesting. For really? Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Oh. Up at number three, side two of head. There it is. Average score, 49.6. Nice. Uh, number two, side one of Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. Average score, 43.5. But dominating the field is side one of head. Boom. Boom. With an average score of 29.75. Paco, you called it. It's crazy. <laughs> Here's your crown. 
Thank you. Thank you. Fits perfect. Just for fun, I also did our least favorite <laughs> Monkeys album sides. Huh. <laughs> our fifth least favorite Monkeys album side is side one of changes mm-hmm. with an average score of 103.3. Mm-hmm. Our fourth least favorite is Justice, side two, 106.5. At number three, we have an interesting tie between Changes Side 2 and Pool It Side 1, both with an average score of 109.4. That's right, the end of the classic Monkeys era and the beginning of the reunion <laughs> Monkeys era. We feel similarly not good about A bridge to nowhere. Surprise showing at our second least favorite album side is Side 1 of Instant Replay. Look out. With an average score of 112.8, but dominating the field, pull it side two, average score 131.7, which is what happens when moving in with Rico and counting on you are on the same side of an album. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll sink any ship. That's the iceberg. And uh, one last uh, honorable mention is uh, Monkey's present average score of side one was exactly 99 Average score of side two, exactly 100. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, they hang out together, those those two sides. No joke. <laughs> wow, that was really cool. That's a good breakdown, Jeff. Very. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thorough. And thorough. Uh, let's get back to the old countdown, Paco. All right. So this brings us now to number 79, to a favorite of mine, Rosemary. <laughs> get back, Jack. Rosemary. So good. The intro to the song is like like a shell game to what the song actually is. Like <laughs> it, it has that weird guitar, doom, 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 and then the horns come in, and and the horns in the verse are so big and powerful that it like lifts me out of my seat. I, I love it so much. And Mickey's background vocals are amazing and work well playing off the main vocal. The guitar vocal solo is crazy. He's just like scatting along to it. And, oh, yeah. and uh, the descending music and vocals at the end are perfect. Such a vibe, this song, I feel. For real. And it's uh, sung by Mickey Dolans, written by Mickey Dolans. And just like a lot of mickey's songs that he writes and sings it it makes me think that uh one of his primary musical influences is the uh the uh march of the pink elephants from dumbo yeah (laughs) yeah it's true it's true in my dream of all dreams i i feel like quentin tarantino who who appears to be a monkeys (laughs) fan because in in the book he wrote for once upon a time in hollywood the monkeys get mentioned a lot in it oh yeah 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 and uh I feel if he did a, did a movie and did a soundtrack of all monkeys deep cuts, it would he would make them magical, and this song would be perfect oh for an unreal scene. God. Like 
it would just be the great if I ever meet him ever. I'm just like, look, I'm pitching this to you right now. <laughs> you got to do a song with all monkeys deep cuts because you could kill it. It'd be so great. <laughs> or it's just Quentin Tarantino's head. Yeah. With uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Sir David Jones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't getting the motherfucking dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> that song was pretty white. You're white, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, great song. Great song. Tremendous. And I think I think you like it more than anybody else on earth. I think so. But, I think so. It is what is a strong tune. And I bet there are some monkey fans who agree with you. Yeah. I it, it should I feel it should be a higher song. But honestly, there, we're going to run here of songs I think could be higher on this <laughs> For countdown. real. We're gonna eventually have to stop saying I think the shunks this song should be higher because the songs get pretty good and we like a lot of monkey yeah. tunes. Yeah, we should have like three number fifteens or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just stack them on top of each other. <laughs> Amazing. This song, yeah. So sweet. So is our next song, number 78, Sweet Young Thing. Oh, well played once again, your majesty. And it's love you bring, know that I can't deny. With your wings, I can learn to fly, sweet young sweet thing. Young so, man, Sweet Young Thing, obviously from the first record, one of the first songs when you start getting into the monkeys, if you're, if you're going mm-hmm. with the show and in order, kind of. It's yeah. one of the first mic tunes you're, you're accustomed to. And that fiddle intro sounds like <laughs> the first moments when an acid trip goes sideways. Like... <laughs> Fuzz, fuzzy guitar in the background with a fiddle going on. Man, it's it's it crazy. It's pretty wild. It's crazy. And yeah, you're right because when we started getting into the monkeys, watching it on Much Music back in the early '90s, my mom was like, "Oh, I got a couple monkeys records," and we had the monkeys and more of the monkeys on vinyl. And like, what? What? It's these guys <laughs> on that show I'm watching, and it's it was neat to see, you know, in brackets Nesmith. Mm-hmm. beside a couple of one of the tunes on each side yeah and like once you start getting into that <laughs> it's, it's it's over man yeah yeah this is yeah one of the highlights when you start going a little bit deeper into the monkeys and you see what nez brings to the table sweet young thing is a great kickoff for real he co-wrote this with uh jerry goffin and carol king I don't know if they sort of polished up the lyrics or something, but it's a, a fun tune, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty cool. We pulled it back on episode fourteen, and I think you do some. Uh, I think you do some of your famous sound work. <laughs> yeah, how can you yeah. not? How can you not make noise when you hear the song? I think it's the song that they sing into the phone. During yep. uh, Find the Monkeys, the audition episode. Yep, it is. Yeah. So yeah, it's like an iconic tune within the show itself. And so it, it's a Mike song. It made it on TV. Yeah. Good for Mike. It, it's a song that one of the rare Mike songs, early songs that was on a record and in the show and really got some legs to it. So this brings us now to number 77, another favorite daddy song. Years ago, I knew a man. He was my mother's biggest fan. 
wrong earlier when I said uh, that uh, Cuddly Toy was Peak Davy. This is Peak Davy. Man, it's fantastic. I can't say for sure why I like it as much as I do, but it is so great. I love it. It's like the video part for it during Head, where Davy's in, in the white and black suits, and it's cutting between each scene. It's a great trick, feels ahead of its time. Might have been done like in the French New Wave, and that's like where they stole it from or something. But For it's real. a really cool visual scene. The song is really good. And uh, yeah, it speaks to Davy's skills as the song and dance man having to hit his marks. Exactly. Different outfits and be like, do the exact same thing. And it really matches up. Yeah. It's tremendous. And he's the only he's, monkey that could have done that to hit those yes. dance moves the way he's like, I can't see Mike doing it or, or any of them really doing it. Because <laughs> he, he uh, Davy like believes in it. You know what I mean? And he's, he's yeah. killing it. And it's great. Yeah. And it's another Harry Nelson song, our third of the day. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. The hat trick. But right in the middle of the monkey's experience, Harry Nelson, folks. Yeah. And, uh, and the bird that Davey dances around with in head is Tony Basil. Mm-hmm. Tony Basil. Tony Basile. <laughs> I don't know. She's also an easy writer, and she also has a hit song called Mickey. Yes. Which apparently is not about Mickey Dolan's. Which is kind of a whatever, bummer. but it's also a remake of a song called Kitty, so it's not even an original. Did oh. you know that? No, I did not know that. Boom. Is it just the same song, but with Kitty instead yeah. of Mickey? Yeah, like a guy singing about a girl instead of a girl singing about a guy. Weird. I'm definitely now going to sing that song to my cats now that I know that. (laughs) Kitty, you're so fine. Yeah. (laughs) You are such a fine feline. (laughs) Hey, kitties. (laughs) I don't know if that's the lyrics, but they should be. Should be. And and with this song at the end of it, that muted trumpet. When it kind of goes off and yeah, does its yeah, own yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that that kills me. And then also we have to mention there is a version of Mike singing this song. Oh yeah, which is also really great. It's got him. It's almost him singing through a phone. It sounds like for real. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it, gramophone kind of sound. Yeah. But it really works. I'm not saying it works as well as the Davey one, because the Davey yeah. one is just perfect. But it's cool to have this other version with Mike and to know that he still makes it work. So it shows the song is that good. Definitely. So here we are, number 76. We've got another early banger. Tomorrow's going to be another day. Tomorrow's going to be another day. Hey, 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 hey. And I don't care what you say. Tomorrow's going to be. This song definitely is trying to cash in on the Clarksville cow, it seems. It's, it's Boyce and Hart once again bringing the, the, the rock and roll. And it, it's another one of those songs that might even predate the um, the Monkees Project itself. Mm-hmm. Just might be one of those tunes they had kicking around was, hey, let's try this one. But it reminds me of um, the song that uh, David St. Hubbins and Nigel Tufnell in the diner kind of recounting the, the first song they wrote together. All the way home? 
all the way home. All the way home. All the way it's like, home. It's got that kind of vibe it to does. it. It's like, uh, like, sort of like that skiffle, bluesy influence. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's not a bad song, but again, it sounds so much like other really great songs that it kind of gets pushed around. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it doesn't have a ton to say. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is what it is. And it, whatever, it works. It's fine. Yep, yep. And uh, like you said, it was on uh, the first album. Yep. I don't think it was the B-side to anything. It was just there. It's just a tune. Yeah, yeah. Giddy up. It, as far as filler goes, it's high quality filler, I would say. Could say that. Yeah. All right, so now we'll get to number 75. Another song about a car. Little MGBGT. Lately my mind is drifting back to former days that used to be. I think about some folks I knew and of my MGBGT. Oh, yeah. Sung by Peter, written by Peter. And, uh,. Didn't even make it onto an album. And I think this was, uh, I don't know if it was an honorary slip-in or we realized because it was a B-side of a single, we had to put it in the countdown automatically. But is the B-side the heart and soul? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's fun. It's a fun Peter song from like the 86 <laughs> era. Uh, song about a car, rock staple. Um, yeah. I think it was the car he bought with his monkey money. Like you look uh, it up online, you'll find pictures of it from like, Tiger Beat Magazine or whatever. Uh, okay, okay. And it's got a, like a cool horn solo in it. And uh, it just seems to go over the same ground over and over again, essentially. <laughs> and uh, But the harmonies are really great in it. Yeah, and I'm uh, pretty sure the version I got on the countdown online is the live version recorded in Toronto. Yep. And uh, oh, the crowd seems to dig it. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a great live song for sure. It's... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a, it's a cool cool jam, but uh, doesn't uh, get my motor running, if you know what I mean. Oh my, oh my! MGBGT possibly placed a little too high on the <laughs> podcast Valley Sunday random at a countdown. With those other songs we just were talking about, and this one pops up here, you're like, oh okay, I could see how this could be shuffled around. But <laughs> there you have it. Maybe we'd do that if we had our own world, which we do. At number 74 with our own world. And you're a dreamer just like me. We don't need reality. We're in our own world. We're in our own world. We're in our own world that nobody else can see. Yeah, this is a, a Adam Schlesinger song. Yeah. Mickey sings. Yeah. On Good Times. And it's very much, if you're familiar with uh, the, the Adam Schlesinger style with his band Fountains of Wayne yeah. like, or his work on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, he's a absolute pop, crafts, pop craftsman. Yep. At least he was until he suddenly passed away, which is an extreme bummer. Yeah, he was the first celebrity COVID passing that I, that I remember. It was For crazy. Real, it, it was heartbreaking. It was. Because, you know. Like he's the architect of this uh, third, fourth, fifth monkeys comeback. Yeah, and he had a lot to do with the the album even happening. Yep, and um, this song is very much indicative of his style with the singing and the ooze, the ooze and ahs, mm-hmm. and uh, the McCartney esque bassline. And it's just a lot to dig about this tune, man. Yeah, definitely. It it captures the monkeys vibe. 
in a much better way than like older quote unquote monkey songs mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Right? Well, that whole album essentially does, but it's a yeah, great tune fits well. It could it could be on the show. Yeah, exactly. It's great. So we'll come down now to number seventy three. We got Cripple Creek. Well, I married a wife in the month of June. Married her up by the light of the moon. We live down on Cripple Creek. We've been down there about a week. I'm going down to Cripple Creek. I'm going on a run. Going down to Cripple Creek to have some fun. Going down to Cripple Creek. I'm going on a run. Going down to Cripple Creek to have some fun. Yes, guy. Live yeah. staple of Peter's. The banjo work, outstanding. He's, he's so such a great banjo player. And fantastic. I don't think I ever, I don't think they ever didn't do Cripple Creek when I saw them live with Pete. Yeah, exactly. He has such a good time playing it. Like the joy on him is amazing. And he just rips, rips the Joe solo like no one else can. <laughs> For real. Uh, this was my, uh, this is one of my honorary slip ins back in episode 32. And uh, it also features on our, our first ever Zoom episode, which was the Poolit live review mm-hmm. and, and that crowd gets way into this too they do yeah they love it they love it and i say it's not, it's not a song i reach for when i'm trying to set the mood for love or anything like that but it's definitely <laughs> a fun song to to throw on for real yeah it's just indicative of pete and his style where he's coming from and it's just it's such a lot of fun it makes you want to call peter pete a lot, which I had noticed I did a couple times, only talking about this song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why that is, I don't know. Exactly, yeah. Me neither. No one does. But what do you know, Paco? Oh, well, I know what I know. And what I know is at number 72 is I know what I know. I know what I know. And what I know is I know nothing without you. I know what I see And what I see Is I see nothing Without you This is a good track from uh, the good from Good Times And it fits better with older monkey songs Than it would have with the younger monkeys, I think Like Yes, there's a maturity to it Yeah, exactly, exactly And it has an uplifting yet somber vibe to it Which is a very Nez move Definitely. There's like a lot of wisdom and experience just in the voice and the arrangement. And um, this is the last song we pulled out of the uh, Wool Hat of Mystery. And I think it was a, a tremendous pull. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah a lot better than it could have been. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Gonna buy me a dog. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did Teeny Tiny Gnome get in here? on the uh, countdown list online i found a like a version two of it with like more uh backing instruments and some sort of synth wash kind of stuff and a beat and all this but i think it's just gorgeous the way it is on the album with the strings and the piano yeah no it's 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 a good song for sure it's good clean fun is what that song is which is also what our next song is at number 71, Good Clean Fun. There's a smile on the wind as it touches my face And starts to erase all the gloom And the sun with a kiss begins to dismiss The memory of my life without you So this song jumps out of the gate 
like a demo for Hee Haw or something. And <laughs> it's just like, what's going on here? And then it's not as abrasive as most country songs are by any means. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, the banjo, like we said before, is fantastic. Uh, the story of the song is pure Nez and it's great. And I'm sure you were going to talk about this too, but this is what they opened with at the Mike and Mickey show in Toronto. Damn right I was going to talk about it. I'm glad you brought it up. And and I remember when the show started and this started, I was like, oh, what? What's going on? But then by the end, (laughs) when Mike says, I told you I'd come back and here I am. And the whole crowd went crazy. Yeah, I was he hadn't like, been back to Toronto since the 60s, yeah. not with the first national band, not with nothing. Yeah. So it was incredible. Like, I don't even think we knew that, like, knew that, knew that, no. going into the show that Mike had not been back. And we get to see him? Holy yeah. shit. When when it got to that moment, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a night because <laughs> they put some thought into this set. It's not just like, oh, yeah, it's throw the hits Clarksville out. Clarksville all night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it, 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 again, I've said this many times, one of the best shows I've ever seen. I was probably like the happiest at a show or one of the happiest I've ever been at a show yeah. was that Mike and Mickey show. It was transcendent. I was, I was. The monkeys know who's coming to their shows mm-hmm. in the 21st century. And if you're buying a ticket to see the monkeys, you've, you've got all the songs, man. And you're into it. You're way into it. Yeah. And they know it and they, they killed it. And yeah. Again, yeah, starting off with that song, I was like, what? And then by the end of the song, I was like, oh, here we go. And that song never, <laughs> or that that show never took its foot off the gas and just kept kept killing it. No joke, man. It was hit after hit and such a good time. Yeah. And I, not, not hit after hit, but like awesome tune after awesome tune. And uh, this one particular one is written by Mike and sung by Mike. And it appears on The Monkees Present and was... Uh, as mentioned earlier, a single with uh, Mommy and Daddy on the B-side. And Good Clean Fun made it all the way up to number 82 on the uh, Billboard chart. Yeah, wow. With it, with an anchor. For sure. <laughs> Which brings us to our final song of the day, Paco. Yep. And this, this is a pretty strong song. One of our discoveries off a, a reunion-era album that turns out to be pretty strong. Yeah, with Midnight. With this song, I'll admit, I didn't even remember it existed at all. And then when we pulled it and listened to it, it knocked my socks off. And is probably my favorite song off of Pool It. Saying something. Yeah. Sorry about your luck there, getting in. But, uh, yeah. But it, <laughs> don't you have don't you have Pool It on vinyl? I do vinyl? have Pool It on vinyl. I, I do. I found it way back when at a used record store. And uh, yeah. Have you ever listened to it? Did you ever put it on? Oh yes. Maybe once or twice. Oh yes, yes. I've definitely went through it a few times. Recently, I've listened to the whole thing. I put Midnight on. A few times just on vinyl, just drop the needle. That a boy. And uh, this song, I was looking at it, and the person who wrote it, I don't have their name here, but he also put out a version of this song himself singing it. The verse is uh, is dark. The chorus is stellar. 
And and the drummer is named Curly Smith, which is rad in its own right. Tremendous. But um, it's, yeah, so good. And then the guy who wrote it, he's got his own version. You can find it out there. It, 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 I'll see if I can find it. It was tricky to download it. But it, it he's got a very sure high he, voice. He's going to send you a personalized letter, I think. I hope so. <laughs> well, this guy, he's written for Springsteen. He's written for what? Mark Knopfler. He's written for like, a whole bunch they have the list of people he's written for on his little bio no shit yeah man he's 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 a heavy hitter in the world of music wow it's a great song it, it's a hidden gem and uh i think it, it's a great way to end off today's show with with midnight uh yeah it takes like a minute to get to the chorus and it ends forever like most <laughs> 80s songs yeah. so it's about a, a minute and a half longer than it needs to be i'd say but hey it's yeah, it's like a '80s Miami Vice shit gone wrong yeah. kind of story. Yeah, it's it, yeah, jo- John David, John David, is his name. and yeah, and it doesn't yeah. have it doesn't sound like a monkey song, that's for sure. But it's just a great song, so it doesn't matter to me that it doesn't sound monkeys esque because it's so good <laughs> for real. And yeah, it's a rare kind of a narrative monkey song that tells an actual story. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's rad, 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 which. <laughs> Which can't get much more 80s than that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a really great spot, I think, to wrap up today's show for the Randomatic Countdown. It's a countdown. perfect spot. And uh, I can't wait to get going on the next Ooh, batch of tunes. Yeah. Just, just peeking ahead. <laughs> this, this show here, so everybody knows, this is a show where it goes from like, okay, yeah, this song, it, it's a song, it's on an album, to like, from here on out, it's bangers, essentially. And they just yeah. get more banging. This is, there's nothing else I'd rather do than hang out with my... My favorite dude talking about my favorite band going to their favorite tunes. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. And and it's only getting better from here. No joke. (laughs) All right, y'all. So, from me, Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.